folding pocket. Hello, welcome to a very special episode of the Fast and the Curious coming from New York with our pals at Williams at their launch of their 2024 livery. No Christian or Greg with me, but I do have some pretty good replacements. Our first driver co-host of the year, introduce them in the second, but we're currently sat in the Puma store. There's been so many people, fans outside. It has been such a busy morning, but so cool as Williams revealed their new livery. So let's do this properly. So welcome to the Fast and the Curious with me, Betty Glover. Me, Alex Albon. And me, Logan Sargent. You guys smashed that. We we should start our own podcast. Well, we're going to call it Fast and... Furious. (laughs) Furious. <laughs> S- slow and not curious. <laughs> yes, exactly. Slow and uncurious. So we are sat in the Puma store in the middle of New York because we've just done your livery launch, your car launch for the new season. How are you both feeling? I'm excited to get going. I think the car looks great. It's always nice to be here in New York City. And um, Bahrain's creeping up right around the corner. So I'm just ready to get back in the car. Mm, I'd agree. I-, I feel like when it's humid here, when you come here in the heat, it is quite um, smelly. But I love it in the winter. I think it's got a really good vibe. And I love the food here. Logan, you've been to a few places this, this trip already. Where have you been? I have. I went to Cathedral the first night, which was a... Um, it's, I think it's, it's, it's more like a French cuisine. Um, and then we went to Catch, NYC. Oh, okay. Sounds basic. <laughs> also, you don't strike me as a French eater. Like, you don't strike me as someone who eats French food. Mate, I eat everything. Do you? He's Is there an, anything you he's don't He's an eat? animal. <laughs> spicy food? I'll eat spicy t- food to a limit, but that's sort of my, that's where I start to, to cut off a little bit. Interesting. So you don't eat everything then, clearly. On, on the launch, <laughs> moving this swiftly on, um, you two having an argument about food. Was it dramatic? Did you enjoy it? It's nice. I like it. I think we they did a great job and... I do think Williams tend to do a good job with this stuff. We did a really good launch or pop-up store in Piccadilly Circus last year. We, we are one of the topper teams, upper teams, when it comes to these kind of press release launchy things. My favourite bit about the video that went out is you two having to like slow-mo look at the car. And there was like one shot where like Logan's like got his arms over the car, oh, yeah. like looking down oh, at the God. camera. It's like, oh God, that must have been awkward to film. He's an awkward guy. <laughs> no, we just have great photographers and videographers that make us look good, even though we don't. And uh, looks good on film. You were doing weight slogan, and then as this was going out to everyone in the store, Alex was like, "Yeah, just just doing his four kg." <laughs> Completely mugged you off. <laughs> I feel great. I feel healthy. Alex can think oh, what he wants. I feel phenomenal. While Alex was chilling, I was training. I see. I did a double session yesterday. Liar. I did. I did intervals in the morning. We're staying at a a very nice gym. Staying at a gym hotel. You've got a basketball team there, haven't you? Staying there, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. We had the LA Lakers there and we've now got an NHL team. Oh. Staying at the hotel. Logan's trainers finish and they think that he's... They think he's like the next big thing in the NHL. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, somehow there's a confusion around it. And now uh, they're asking him for for autographs. Oh my God. I I have seen, Logan's definitely got bigger post Abu Dhabi. From the end of last season, I was like, realistically, I felt like I was at an unhealthy weight, like too light. Too light? Yeah. And since then I feel like, well, I'm I'm five kilos heavier and I feel much, much better. So I'm gonna try and keep that over the course of the season. Good luck. So what have you guys been up to then? How have you been preparing for the season to get underway? 
Because it's soon. Yeah, it is soon. And honestly, it, it's really, they're really boring answers. Like we, we end up finishing Abu Dhabi. We'll get, at least for me, I, I had like a one week off break, which I took. I went to Thailand. I think you went back to Miami. Um, spend Christmas, obviously, with family. And then that's it. That's kind of your break over. And, it, and it's, if you don't train well at the beginning of the year, you have no other time to train. Mm. And anything after the first race of the season is just maintaining or trying to hold your fitness level from the start i did a four-week training camp in la and now as soon as you come back you're kind of in the simulator you're doing marketing things you're doing these kind of things that we're doing today um so you're already starting to feel the effects of the f1 season starting um so so our at least i think it's the same for you logan our break is spent working really just training it's crazy because you you finished abu dhabi and by the time you get to the end of your break and you've done your training camp, it feels like you had just driven yesterday and it feels like it flies by. At least that's how I feel. And everything's already restarting. So it's, you're just straight back into it, really. It's intense. Do you ever train together? We don't know. I don't think drivers tend to, maybe on like a bike ride or something. And I think it's quite individual as well. So like a lot of drivers have different needs with their different trainers. Everyone has their own trainer. So even in terms of trainers, everyone has a different idea of, what a driver needs to perform and so some people might be purely physical a bit more mental but then also just cardio strength the balance of that we never really run into each other we'll never have the same program so if we're doing something it would be something very casual like playing paddle oh we're, we're sat in the changing rooms basically at the puma store and they've just suddenly ramped up the music <laughs> so i don't know if you can hear that but it is very loud if you both did a 5k who would win Honestly, Alex is probably, you've been running much longer than me. I had a very good, so I was I was better at cardio before F1 because I had more time to train. So my my cardio was better in, in like Formula 2. My best 5K, I'm pretty proud of. It was um, 16 minutes. Oh my like God. That's crazy. Chris. That's so good. What could you do right now though? Right now I would do like a, eight, I reckon like a 18.30. Yeah, so he's still a bit quicker than me. I've just started smashing cardio this off season. Um, but yeah, Alex has been running for sure longer. I've got the physique of a of a runner. I'm like a gazelle. I'm just tall and lanky. Long legs. Long yeah. legs, um, light, skinny. So stride length is good. That that has all the all the makings of a runner. I'm terrible on the bicycle. We have some like kind of intimate music going on here. yeah i know it's a bit weird isn't it it's it's very loud the vibe, yeah it will but... the, the vibe has just shifted a little bit yeah i know it's talking about training together eating together <laughs> sleeping together <laughs> i'm glad you two get on though um, <laughs> look in the off season there's been quite a lot of news coming out hasn't there been quite a few announcements is it nice knowing that you've both, you know exactly what you're doing, you've both been tied down early doors so you can just focus on your training and getting prepared for the season to start? It is, but it, but even the guys that are discussing, you know, the, the, the Charles, the Landos and the, the Lewises, that, that's all for 2025 and on. So, I mean, even for them, they knew what they were doing this year. So there is that sense of stability. It's just weird how far forward it is. It, it's such a... It's weird. It's like all these, everyone's talking about driving for different teams, but they're already, they're, all, they're in a different team yeah. in the present. That must mentally be so hard as I a driver. Think, I think it's very odd. And that's why I think the timing of the whole thing has been bizarre because 
especially during livery launch. You're getting drivers confirmed to be in other seats. Yeah. It's just awkward, I think. I think it must be awkward, but but that's just the way it is. Um, and it's exciting, I think, for Formula One and for, for, the, for the media and the noise around Formula One. That's been great. Yeah, I mean, for the, the sport. That Lewis thing has just been total Cristiano Ronaldo or Messi to Miami yeah. kind of deal. But even bigger than that, because it was like such a shock. Yeah. Like it feels like it's the biggest story that the sport has seen for ages, if not ever. I think so. And I feel like it's going to turn into like a season of, that's going to be like the Hunger Games. <laughs> Everyone's just going to be, well, a lot of people are running out of their contract. Everyone's going to be wanting to get in those seats. Um, I'm sure it's going to be a crazy season. Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm just excited to get back in the car, have another opportunity to, to keep improving and be better than last year. That's that's really all I'm looking forward to. And you got your first point last year, so you're going to get even more this year, right? Hopefully multiple, a lot more. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, right. Thank you both so much. I'm going to go and speak to uh, your boss, James Vowles, in a minute. Um, have you managed to have a preseason catch up with him at all? We, I mean... We, yeah, go on. Do you have any questions that you'd want to want to ask him? His skincare routine. You want his skincare routine? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll ask him. Um, what else? His coffee order. His coffee, coffee order. order. Yeah, 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 that's a good one. Does he like coffee? Because we we try to turn him onto the the pumpkin spice. See if he like check if he oh, likes it. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All and right. Then, cool. Um, Anything else? Yeah, there is. There must be one. His favorite. His what's the comfiest pair of boxes he owns? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I mean, I can try and put it to him, but I'm not promising anything. Um, thank you both so much. I'm gonna go find him in a moment. Please ask. Let us know. Right, I've found James Vowles at the top of the Rockefeller Center, and we can see the most extraordinary view of Manhattan. Well, I just can't get over the view that we're looking at, James. I know, it's fantastic, isn't it? It's, um, uh, I, I got to, I was up this morning at 4 a.m. working away, I'm staying in a hotel fairly close to here. And, and watching a sunset over Manhattan is an incredible experience. I'm really pleased I got that. And, and here, here in this, um, in this center, you can actually see, as you say, everything you want in New York all around you, just walking out on the balcony. So brilliant views. Well, uh, we're making Christian Hugill very, very jealous here. Uh, Christian is a presenter on The Fast and the Curious along with me. Welcome to the podcast. I Thank can't you. believe this is the first time that we've got you on. I, I'm pleased to be here and I can't believe it either. It, feel, it feels like I should have spent time with you beforehand. But anyway, here I am. Well, hello, Betty. Hello, James. Christian here back in London. And you're right, Betty. I am incredibly jealous because Top of the Rock's my favourite view of New York of all time. I'm also jealous, Betty, that you sat next to James Vowles. Like, that's something to be jealous of in, in itself. Um, now, I under Betty, tell me first of all, what have you been doing today? Well, I was up at 5.30am got to Puma where Williams were launching their new livery so we got to see the new livery in all of its glory you weren't there were you because you were on a team principal meeting that, that's correct yeah we had an F1 commission meeting which we, we have about four times a year um, but that was starting at about 5 a.m local running through to about 11. Wow so you must be even more tired than I am well uh, it, actually it's not too bad I just stayed on UK time near enough so arrived here last night went to bed early so I, I um, I'm okay. I'm feeling all right at the moment. Ask me in an hour or two. Okay. All right. He's doing all right. Well, James, I was going to ask, because Betty's obviously with you helping you launch your new livery and your new car, 
I was going to ask, given you're a team principal, how she's done and whether you've got any evaluations for her, because obviously you'd be used to that sort of thing as a team principal. Have the, but you, you're on the meeting. Have any of the team fed back as to how she's done so I can feed back to our team principal, Greg James? Let's put it this way. Things, things generally, when they're bad, get fled back to me. That Nothing's happened there. And what I can <laughs> confirm is that she is sporting a fantastic pair of Puma trainers. So... That's, that is brownie points if I've ever seen <laughs> They're it. bright pink. No news is good news. So brilliant. You're doing a great job. James, I'm going to take that all day long. Thank you. But how are you feeling? Are you excited? This must be quite a big day for you, quite a big build up. Yeah, very excited. I think uh, first and foremost, what I wanted the world to see is, is the great work our marketing and commercial teams have been doing across this short winter break. It's unusual to add um, sort of major sponsors in the way that we have in just weeks or months. And all of these sponsors are here because they believe in the journey that we're on. It's not about today. It's about where we're going and where we're going together, which is what, what the partnership definition is. So my excitement comes from the world, gets a little glimpse of, of what we've been seeing happening over the last few months. And then within days, and it is days now, you'll get to see the FW46 hit the ground running. And I'm, I'm again proud of really how, as an organization, we've brought that car together. Christian, have you had a look at it? I, I have. It looks stunning. I'm a big fan of the different shades of blue i'm also a big fan of the drivers wearing white suits because oh, yeah. i remember jensen driving for williams wearing a white suit back in the day and one pablo montoya and brilliant drivers like that but uh, james for, we should explain to a lot of our listeners who are newer to formula one like a, a new sponsor might just look to a lot of people on the face of it like oh it's a cool new logo on the car but actually especially for a team like williams who you'll be the first to admit don't have unlimited resources compared to your ferraris of this world say this can be a massive step forward for a team, can't it? In terms of, you know, operating as close to the top of the budget cap as possible, making profit in order to invest in new infrastructure. It's a big deal for teams like Williams, isn't it? It, it is. So um, in the UK, you have Companies House, which show you really what's going on inside the company. So you can look at our accounts from 22. You can't see the 23 ones yet, but I, I can already guarantee you there are multiples worse than the 22 one in terms of the amount of money we're putting into it. We're doing that. And they are doing that because they believe in Williams, they believe in the sport, and they believe in what we are doing as an entity. And I'm proud to really be at the front of that. Clearly, what we have to do is make ourselves a financially strong position because the investment we need is not not even tens of millions, it's into the hundreds of millions. Williams is such a great brand, an iconic brand, but we haven't had the investment that we needed the last 20 years. And my job is to bring that back to the fore bring the team back to to where it should be at the front of things and as a result of that the, the investment helps but i would say even more so what i what we are making sure we do is have partners rather than the sponsors that want to be on the journey with us and that can bring something to the party and i think we're fortunate in that circumstance that we can with those that we're working with you talk a lot james about sort of how it's all about the future with this team isn't it and not not necessarily about the present but the future, how do you see this next sort of season panning out? What, what do you want to achieve? What I mean by that is I don't want any short-term sticky plasters or band-aids, as I was corrected earlier, because we are in America, uh, which is important to get that. Um, but it's none of what we're doing should be about doing short-term fixes. It's everything's about doing long-term sustainable investment and technology leaps in what we're doing. That doesn't mean that we're not performant or moving forward in 2024. We absolutely have the intention of making sure that we're developing the car and learning from what we're doing. 23 was the first step of that when we put the update in, Mon in Montreal. 
everyone saw that we we are now moving forward to the field. In fact, from the August break onwards, we scored points at most races, except for Singapore, where we, we would have been scoring points until the last lap or so. Um, and Suzuka, where frankly, we weren't good enough. And in 24, what you should see is A, a car that works not just as small selection of circuits, but as we did on the second half of that year, across all of the circuits. It's a car that should be performant and not up and down race on race. It should be a car that isn't spiteful towards the drivers, difficult to drive for the drivers, which is where the FW45 was. It was a very difficult car to extract everything from. And Alex and Logan did a great job given that. But our job is to create a platform for them where it's a far more usable product, usable in the race as well as qualifying. And there's a reason why we could qualify well, but when the tires sort of degraded a bit and the car became a little bit more tricky to drive, we fell backwards. Those are all things that we've been looking to address across this winter period, whilst adding performance to it, which is just the normal bread and butter that you should be doing. James, great to hear what you think the car will be able to do going forward this year. And obviously, we know you've got two great drivers. But can I talk about you a minute, James? Because I've been following Formula One for a good 20 years or so. James, I don't think I've seen as warm reaction to a new team principal as I have with you before, like Williams fans hang off every word on your social media clips. We've had messages to the fast and the curious saying your voice is so relaxing. People want you to read them a bedtime story. Like you've been a very popular addition to the team principles fold in your, your first year, James. Are you, how aware of that are you? I, I guess not, not really. Every now and again, um, people are very kind and, and pass the similar messages up to me. M- my view is simply this. I, I believe that I have to earn my place where I am today and I'll have to keep earning my place. In fact, I'd be disappointed if I ever think I've earned my place in this position. And that's what keeps me on my toes, wanting to do more for Williams, more for the sport and more for those around me. Uh, the soothing voice is this, this is just me. I'm just a very calm individual. I'm, I, I get excited when I'm highly competitive, so let's not do that. But um, the, uh, what I've tried to do, well, not try to, what I want to do is be myself throughout all this process. And what you see is what you get with me. This is nothing more complicated than that. I want to be honest, forthright, um, straightforward with whether you're um, yourselves or our team or our drivers. I don't want any barriers to be in place, um, which can easily happen as a result of things. And I think in the case of Williams fans, they, they want success and they crave success and their welcome has made me feel really at home straight away. I think I said this elsewhere, but I feel more at home here than I did at my other place in, in 20 years. And, and that's an accolade to the world, to our fan base and to the team. You've been here now, what, team principal for just over a year. This is your second season. You're coming into your second season. Have you learned a lot about yourself during this period? Um, Definitely. I mean, first and foremost, th- this will always push you to the extremes, as it should do. And I will push myself also to the extremes. I, I hate not learning and-, and I need to carry on that learning experience. And so I've learned a lot through myself because clearly there's a number of different activities that, that you have responsibility for now. Um, I don't think I've learned anything bad. I think all of the traits have been good. So this will stress a human being to to the limit and, and nothing particularly bad came out of it. Um, that's so always good. That, that, I think that's a good sign. Um, what I can also say is I really enjoy it. I found my home um, and I can't wait to see how we move forward as an organization. I've, I was doing a bit of research and I was asking a couple of people here what you're like. There's just someone wheeling something behind us, by the way, if you can hear some noise. And I was asking people what you're like and everyone said 
He loves to go on the sim and he is very competitive. And you're also, you like to drive cars in your spare time a bit as well, don't you? Indeed. Yeah, exactly that. So the, the sim was probably because Alex was a bit frustrated. I think I was quicker than him uh, at the time. In, in that particular circumstance, to be clear, he, he absolutely trounced me at a later opportunity, which we filmed. <laughs> um, and, and definitely in real life, yeah. I, I um, uh, race, Racing is very much a part of my life. And uh, I took the opportunity to step up and do Asian Le Mans. Um, for a little bit and uh, a little bit of GT3 driving last year with some friends and I'll, I'll, I will find the opportunity again to be driving uh, at, at a high level again. It's um, it's on my radar, just very difficult to fit in and around this. I don't think you're ever going to be able to do it again, mate. You're never <laughs> so going to have got, time. got a lot on. James, you mentioned a little bit earlier your old place. Obviously, you were you know, a big figure at Mercedes for a number of years and therefore you've worked closely with a certain Sir Lewis Hamilton who managed to shock the Formula One world this week. I'm I'm very interested in your perspective on that as someone that knows Sir Lewis better than most. Uh, firstly, how shocked were you? And, and secondly, what what's your general reaction to the news? He he's actually got a very a lot of similar traits to me. He loves pushing himself to limit, and he gets bored. Not bored. He doesn't never wants to be in a position where he's not challenging himself. So um, the move to Ferrari, as you'll know, for all of you, whether you've changed um, a job, for example, or a different place that you go and live in, it, it's a culture shock to yourself. But you get a huge amount of growth out of it and that's what he's looking for um the fact he's gone there doesn't surprise me he, he'd always spoken about it in time and not just that if you take a step back look at all the greats in our sport you know, ferrari still has to this day the most success the most championships and it has a huge accolade that's that's difficult to put into words and to challenge yourself there i can see him wanting to do the timing of it was a surprise to me. I didn't think it would happen in, in January of, uh, of this year, but um, I think it's good for him because he will learn huge amounts more from it. He'll push himself further than I think he's ever pushed himself before because that's the type of human being that he is. It's good for Ferrari. It's good for the sport. It's clearly not good for Mercedes in as much as it was one year earlier than they anticipated. They have um, some incredible talent on the way through uh, in terms of young drivers. And I have no doubt that they'll be absolutely fine in a few years. It will just call, it, it will cause a little bit of a fallback for them for a short period of time. And he was a guiding voice within the organization. So that will hurt them too. But it's a short-term pain for, I think, probably long-term growth out of it as well. So if you had to ask my opinion, I think it's globally a good thing for everyone. Just with Mercedes, they'll take a short amount of punishment. Interesting. So from one hard-hitting topic to another, I spoke to your drivers earlier today. And at the end of the interview, Alex suggested that they asked some questions for you to answer. That's interesting. So are you ready for this? need to have a chat with them. Uh, yeah, yeah, go for it. Well, well they are interesting, actually. Alex wants to know... <laughs> What your skincare routine is? Um, <laughs> not what I expected. Why did he ask that? I don't know. I don't know. No idea. I at think all. he thinks if he's he said got hair good care, skin. then I'd speak to him. But um, so um, I use. Um, I can't remember. I'm afraid the the brand base. It's not because I don't want to advertise them. I just can't remember what it is. But but they're fairly good brands. One's a moisturizer that I use daily, and one's a. Uh, <laughs> Um, one that helps your eyes. There you go. So that okay. is my skincare routine. Logan asked what your coffee order is and they said they recommended the pumpkin spice no, to you. Did you take them up on it? Yeah. So so this is a conversation. You'll see a picture on social media where it's in Austin 
uh, Alex is sitting down. Logan stood next to me, and I'm, we're both stood behind a white barrier. It was on social, our social recently, but it's it's a fairly common picture. That conversation was the pumpkin spice latte conversation, where um, Alex was taking me through his incredibly convoluted order that he was doing for pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks in the morning before he came in, and it's not it's not a normal order. It, there is quite a bit of detail behind it. I said to him, if it brings success. I'll have one of those. Um, so the following morning, um, I went. I went to Starbucks, and uh, I had with me James Matthews, our board member at the time, and and um, uh, Lars, who who basically looks after me at the track, and another person in the car. And so I bought four of them for all four of us to have. This is Austin, remember? And oh, in God. netted, yeah, in netted a double points finish. Wow. So to answer the question, it is not pumpkin spice latte. Even though we got a double points finished, I'm not sure I'd want to repeat that for that. Uh, that reward. Um, mine, mine's quite a boring decaf cappuccino, unless it's it's race day, and then I'll go um, caffeinated. Go wild on race day, there and finally, go. this is a horrendous question. I don't particularly want to ask it to you, but I'm going to have to. Oh, good God! I'm already nervous. Alex also asked, and let me reiterate his question, not ours. We've got nothing to do with this but question. You, but you are asking it. But I'm going to ask it to yeah. you. <laughs> do you have? A favourite pair of boxers. What brand are they? And do you have a lucky pair? Um, <laughs> okay, so I don't have a lucky pair. I can say that already. Um, I do wear boxers. I mean, already, how he knows I wear boxers is my slight concern. That's already hit me out of that one. He doesn't know that I, <laughs> I don't wear another style of underwear. Uh, but You're no- doing really well with this answer. Good, can I just excellent. Say? Yeah. Um, this is a new low for this podcast. No, no favorite brands. Uh, I'm open to trying many of them. How's that? This summarizes perfectly. We love Alex on this podcast, both as a driver and as a person. Are you aware of him being one of the most funny and sheer random personalities on the grid? Because you never know what he's going to come out with. He fascinates me. Without question. Uh, some of my uh, literally belly laugh out uh, loud <laughs> moments this year is thanks to Alex. What I like about him is he's genuine. The, the Alex you see is the Alex you get, and he yeah. is hilarious. So absolutely, and uh, I am forgiving of his questions is the best way to put it, because it makes me laugh still. <laughs> Do you forgive us as well as him? Not sure yet. Oh, no, he's never going to come back again, is he? Oh, my God. Thank you so much for coming on The Fast and the Curious. Thank Hopefully, you. Hopefully, this is not going to be the last time. It won't be the last time, to fear not, I was only joking. But it's absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much for having me. Brilliant. Thank you so much. James, thank you. Great to talk to you. Thanks, Christian. Uh, now, this wasn't the plan, but Betty Glover has gone because she's literally, hilariously, being kicked out of the Rockefeller Centre because it's closing. So her and James Valls have rushed off. Firstly, that was hilarious I don't think I've ever done a formal or an interview like that Betty sat there in New York next to an actual team principal one of the most senior people in the sport talking about his pants good a new low for this podcast excellent uh well thank you very much to Betty to the Williams team who've done an incredible job in New York I loved listening to that I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did um and of course thanks to James Fowles making his Fast and Curious debut. Um, We're going to be back very soon because if you thought sat talking about James Valls' pants was strange, let me assure you, it's going to get stranger in in the best possible way because our next episode is our preview of 2024. What did we think would be fun to do? Well, we got invited to go for a curry 
at friend of the podcast, Karun Chandok's house. Yes, this was his idea. Ex-Formula One driver Karun Chandok said, come and do your preview at my house. I'll make you a curry. Because that's, of course, a perfectly normal thing to have happened. So next time on The Fast and the Curious, we're coming to you, instead of from New York, from Karun Chandok's house while he makes his tea. Perfectly normal. Um, if you've got any questions for Karun, if you want to send your reaction to the ludicrousness of what you've just heard, we're on social media at Fast Curious Pod. And we will speak to you next time when Betty will be back but jet lagged and tired. And me and Greg will be picking her brains about the mad time she's just had while Karun Chandok makes his dinner. Perfect. Great. See you then. Bye bye now. Bye.